That's smooth. It's just classy. That's good. Just, <laughs> just very classy. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. yeah. I said, I don't know that's the best one I ever made, but... It's good. It's good. But that's a, that Larceny bourbon's real smooth, though. So, for those of you that can't see through the internet, <laughs> we're drinking Old Fashions. Yeah. Um, first time for me, drinking an Old Fashioned. Um... So it's, uh, I've never been a bourbon fan, but I really like these. I don't know if maybe it's just I haven't tried the right bourbon, too. That could be. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's, I mean, there's so many different kinds of bourbons and ryes and whiskeys and scotch. Well, well let's go into that a little bit, because I don't really understand <laughs> what the difference is between, uh, what's the difference between a bourbon, a scotch, a, a rye, and a, what is the difference? So the most important thing is, there's always the distinction that everybody gets confused on, is the distinction between bourbon and and whiskey and what makes bourbon generally there's a few other there's a few things but um the biggest distinction between bourbon and whiskey is bourbon's got to be made with at least 51 percent corn so that's what adds it to it it gives a little more sweetness but then there's there's rye which is it technically you're going to taste a lot more spice in a rye yeah i'm not a scotch expert by any means but depending on where the scotch is from that's where it's smoky or it's peaty you know so they all just add their own flavors and how they want to age them and that's the other thing that can be you know because a bourbon i think has to be aged minimum i'm gonna sound stupid probably like three years i think it's four four um it's not six yeah because there's some four-year-old ones but but that's that's kind of the basic requirements and even you know what's funny is buffalo trace had that uh the rick houses that that crashed from uh oh yeah the 1792 barrels yep and they they recovered a significant amount of those barrels that were broken and so it's kind of like the aging process just stops because it's all about heat um, in those barrels, heat and cool mm-hmm. and expansion and, and retraction. And so basically they know exactly how long the barrels have been aging. They, they went and recovered them, put them into plastic jugs and just have them sitting all around the Bardstown like campus. And they're going to rebarrel them. And then the timer starts again and it's just aging it again. And it doesn't affect it one way or the other. Huh. Does it's, it pick up like... When you yeah. say age, it picks up where it left off, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, you want to age it in a barrel for two days and then come back and age it for five more, it's seven then. It's huh. just all, it just stops when it can't, you know, when it's not in the you barrel. You are talking about the big, in. like, big barn that mm-hmm. crashed or blew up. Yeah, yeah, it had one. two sides, like, one side collapsed and, and then a week or two later the other side did. Yeah. Yeah. And those were, like, those weren't just, like, several different. It was all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they lost, like. 2300 barrels something like that it was a significant amount they oh, basically it was a huge had a, barn they had like a pond of bourbon that was uh, the epa like corralled it all into for a while it was a significant like health violation but yeah a lot of it was buffalo trace okay a lot of it was you know aging just for the standard buffalo trace bottles so huh so um is only bourbon used for old fashions uh, I would say for a traditional old fashioned bourbon. Okay. Um, but it could be rye, and I've seen them made with scotch or, you know, anything. You could, it's the same ingredients. Like, as I was telling you before, like the ingredients in an old fashioned are pretty simple it's sugar, uh, bourbon, uh, bitters, a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, an orange twist or zest, and then some cherries are always a nice touch. Of course, Luxardo cherries. But, that's really all there is to it. And you don't have to put in a special mixer. You know, I muddled things a little bit like we were making it, but there's mm-hmm. not a lot to it. It's a nice, easy drink, and it's not hard for people to make. Yeah, what I like about it, it's uh, if you drink straight bourbon, um, and I've only done it in shots because <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. But um, 
It's, it's that's very, not the right way to drink straight well, bourbon. Well, it's really difficult to 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 take right, but this is uh, very chill. Like it's very um, smooth. There's some sweet flavor to mm-hmm. it. Um, I it's, really like it a lot. It's balanced. Yeah. Well, it's I think just, this is great for someone that wants to get into bourbon. Hey. And and I think it's a really good option for them. But I like it a lot. We can pour you a shot of just the straight larceny and see uh, see oh, if pass. you like how you can taste the difference. I might do that later on in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you figure, I mean, the only thing that's in here besides bourbon, we dunk some cherries in it and there's some bitters and sugar. Like, it's not a lot of different stuff, right? right. So it's pretty straightforward. And Well, I think know. it's so simple, like anybody can do it. Right. So, I mean, you go through and there's like some really cool bottles of bourbon or whiskeys or whatever, right? And And like you <laughs> see some, you read stories about how long they've been yeah. around. Yeah. But I never did really care for the taste. So I think this is one way to get my taste buds used to whiskey uh, a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. So. Well, like we were, um, you know, earlier when you mentioned, hey, with the bourbon, adding a little bit of water to open it up, and I didn't do that with these, it, it won't probably hurt them, but that's actually part of the, the old fashioned, just a, you know, a little bit of water okay. spritz in it. They and do then, have ice in them. That's true. And the ice is most, so that's perfect. We did do that. Yeah. So. Ex- explain that a little bit like when you open it up like what does that mean like you open it up i th- i th- not see now you're not going to make me sound smart anymore okay because okay. i don't like <laughs> you're doing good yeah oh i think um no it's uh you know adding the water i think it just it adds some complexity to it uh, you know just i don't know probably does something more day, to your palate than anything right like, i think so open okay okay well like like when you go to a bourbon tasting most of the time they'll give you a dropper with water in it and you'll be able to taste it both ways mm-hmm. and i think that's the you know it just should you know it's supposed to make it just be more broad and maybe it adds a little bit more you know the way it hits your tongue i i'm not exactly sure of the science behind it have so. you been to a lot of bourbon tastings I, I, I've been to my share. Okay. <laughs> so I do know a little bit about that on the chemistry side of things. Oh. Uh, turns out that about a 30% of all the esters that are in the drink are uh, water-soluble. So all the alcohol-soluble ones you taste oh. normally just because it's full of alcohol. But adding that little bit of, of, of water allows uh, those other pieces to come into their own and, and flourish. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. See, he sounded smart. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> and I are an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you remember the first time you had your first old-fashioned? My first old-fashioned? Well, we're talking about bourbon still, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't need to add that. You don't know that slang term, do you? No. <laughs> old-fashioned, it's a slang term for a hand job. Oh, really? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Yes, I remember my first old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's great. The drink. Yeah, the drink. Um, I, you know, it's not been that long ago, I would think. Okay. I think because. You know, I think like everybody else, like I went into college, you know, and you're drinking beer, you're drinking cheap beer, Mm -hmm. you're certainly not drinking high-end whiskeys, and... uh, I was. (laughs) You're classy. How did you afford all that whiskey? Um, I worked four jobs for the university at once. Oh, that works. So, they had a rule that you can only work 10 hours a week for the university, um, but they never checked how many jobs you had, so (laughs) you could just start piling them up. Full-time employee right there. So, yeah, 40 hours a week and 23 credit hours at the oh. same time. 
There's about a 14 month span. I don't recall at all. <laughs> yeah, I think as we is like you know, but I I drank cheap beer and then I drank Guinness and then I don't know vodka maybe was probably the next thing, but whiskey. I, did, I think that's the thing. Like most people don't. You, to your point, it's like nobody understands it, or they think they don't, or they yeah. think it's like scary and. I don't know. And it's obviously hard to find depending on what you want, but, uh, that's, that's what's crazy to me. There's so many types. I mean, I was going through, you were telling me like, (laughs) Hey, get these, you know, get these, uh, you know, larceny and uh, old, old forester, old forester. And you mentioned another one too. And there is, well, I uh, said, Weller if you could find it, which I could not find it. (laughs) You saw the empty shelf at at Kroger. Yeah, Yeah, I did. And, uh, but there's so much and I don't, how do you tell the difference between one and the other? What's good and what's bad? Other than you looking at price, that's all I'm looking at. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is a $30 bottle. This has got to be really good or they're really <laughs> halfway halfway decent. Um, we were watching a show right before you got here, actually. Um, guys who uh, like rate bourbon and whiskey. Oh. And um, it's, a, it's pretty interesting. They were saying like a, a cheap... Well, not cheap. What they say? What was the word they used? Budget. <laughs> budget. budget yeah. Bourbon. Budget. Bourbon Inexpensive. Is thirty dollars and below. Yeah. And like, but there's some like Woodford Reserve. I look at that as like, okay, that's a good, mm-hmm. you know, good. Is that a bourbon or a whiskey? It's bourbon. Okay. That's bourbon. Yeah. Like that Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels whiskey. Okay. That's Tennessee whiskey, so it's different. And and people tell you, hey, it's got to be in Kentucky to be bourbon but they're not right okay so you can have bourbon in ohio we have distilleries here in columbus that are making bourbon and it's okay bourbon watershed's doing it right yeah and in fact this is the thing you got to be aware of is watershed makes a bottled old-fashioned and it's about 28 dollars for that bottle not that i'm like their sponsor or anything but Mm -hmm. man it's good it is good i almost brought it to you okay (laughs) i almost brought it tonight but it's uh yeah i mean i keep that on the because it's super easy to do all you do is if you want the orange great cut a slice of orange poured mm-hmm. over ice and you're done and then you have an old-fashioned just right really? out of the bottle i go through them pretty quick wow okay <laughs> yeah i didn't realize they they did that but you're right i mean like the budget bourbon is 30 bucks i mean like when i sent you with larceny you know that's it's a good bourbon don't mm-hmm. get me wrong and i like it a lot because i think it's great to mix it's great to sip straight if you want and i bet if you were to try larceny it tastes a lot like what you're drinking right now and you don't even notice it really you know the orange adds a little bit the cherries will add a bit especially after these cherries soak in the bourbon for a while and then you get to eat those afterwards you're gonna that's what's gonna blow to your mind i'm gonna bet that the cherries are gonna what what really set you off on this drink okay but uh but yeah i mean there's I, the the one i picked up the uh Bird Dog, very small batch. That was seventy bucks. Um, some of the Whistle Pig Pot Still whiskeys that are there are ninety and one hundred and twenty-five, and you can pay a lot for bourbon. Yeah, and then dude. we talk about you know the Pappy Lottery that nobody won. Right, <laughs> nobody won it. Well, we didn't win. Oh, okay, gotcha. I mean, so it nobody doesn't matter who won. won so, so how does that? How is the lottery set up? Is it set up like you gotta pay money to enter the lottery? No, no you, you, oh. it just—it's like submitting a claim ticket for a drawing, and the people's names they pull out of the basket electronically. Yeah. Get the fancy stuff. Like, is it expensive? The the bourbon itself. Yeah. Oh, so you—and that's the thing. Then the lottery—you're only you're entering for a chance to pay 
retail price. Yeah, a minimum retail price. Right. And but I mean, Pappy Van Winkle is a good example. On a secondary market, Pappy Van Winkle will probably go between, depending on the year and the type, uh, around twelve hundred plus. Get dollars. the fuck out of here! And people pay it too. Twelve hundred bucks for yeah. a bottle of alcohol, and it's good for Pappy. Yeah, <laughs> come on, but, man. Yeah, but, for Pappy. But like Pappy Fifteen, I think goes for about six to eight hundred on the aftermarket. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, a $75 bottle retail, but you never find it retail. And so that's exactly what it was. So basically, these people that won the lottery, whoever won the Pappy, they got to walk in there and get Pappy 23 year for the $100 that it's supposed to be sold for. And I'm sure most of those people turned around and <laughs> sold it on the aftermarket and mm-hmm. made some cash. Oh, I would in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat, I would. But my, my question is, is why wouldn't Pappy just make more? Why wouldn't they just be like, you know what? Everyone loves this shit. Well, you got to figure. Look, dude. I mean, some of it is it's time. It takes time to build back up. Blanton's is a great example of that. They, it was not very popular. And Blanton's is the small round bottle with the brass horses on top. Mm-hmm. Oops. The, uh, so there's, there's eight different horses on top and they all spell out Blanton's. So B-L-A-N-T-O-N-S. So you collect all eight horses and it used to be, you could collect them, send them to Blanton's, which is a Buffalo Trace distillery. And they would put them into a stave for you from a barrel and ship it back and you could put it up on your mantle. So it was like a little collection thing, but it was not very popular. Well, then people started tasting it and they started liking it. It got really popular and Blanton's is upping production, but it's a six-year-old bourbon. So it takes six years to up production of anything. Mm -hmm. And Pappy's this mythical thing that, you know, they age and they keep secret. There was a theft of a bunch of Pappy bourbon uh, I guess that was two or three years ago. They thought it was an inside job. And then they even some people were like conspiracy theories and, oh, it's fake just to really up the mystique and price even more. So it's a it's a really interesting, you know, supply and demand and how much can you charge and what's good and what's bad. I don't know. But I huh. think the, the interesting thing about like Pappy, they've been talking recently that they think that the counterfeit Pappy Van Winkle market is actually very high. Upwards of 25 to 30 percent of the bottles that are in the market today are counterfeit because a wow. an employee allegedly they have this like foil wrapped around them and wax. And like you see them when they're sold second hand, you know, people are very specific about, well, measure the wax because it has to be this much and it has this foil and this laser label and everything like that. But I guess some Buffalo Trace employees may have potentially leaked the uh, the foil wrappers so that bottles could you could buy fake you know empty bottles online like on eBay, mm-hmm. fill it with whatever bourbon you DHK want. Chinese, exactly. Yeah, sure. So they got a legit bottle, fill it with another whiskey that's cheaper. Doers, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doers. <laughs> oh gosh, but I mean, can you imagine that? And and then the thing is, most people, it's not like there's a lot of pappy connoisseurs that could be like, oh, that is pappy, mm-hmm. you know. And I've had it in in restaurants. I've never had a bottle myself. It's good, and I've paid upwards of 90 bucks a shot in a restaurant, you know, to have that. Jesus, that's I crazy to me. I wouldn't, it, but it was like one of those things where I was there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you have it? There. I'm going to try it. it. Yeah. And hopefully my wife isn't listening and knows that I paid I've done 90. Anything. I've done things <laughs> like that before, too, for sure. But I think that's exactly it, right? So could you, you know, if I were to give you a fake bottle of Pappy and a real bottle of Pappy... Would you be able to tell the difference? No, probably not. And I don't know how many people actually could. So well, now some of the people that are in upset. the lottery too, mm-hmm. like they put in for the lottery, 
people like me that don't know jack shit about anything like that. <laughs> but I'm going to look and sell it in the aftermarket. That's what. I, that's the only the reason I ever buy disclaimer, that. Disclaimer. That's a, that's against the law. Is it? Well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody does that. Nobody trades beers things. or bottles of liquor or. All right. So I think this is a good time where you should taste one of your cherries. Okay. This is your first Luxardo cherry. Oh, that's good. As we crunch cherries into the microphone. Oh, oh I'm definitely crunching cherries. In the <laughs> that's so like good. one stage softer than a gummy bear. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And that's like a liqueur, you know, a liqueur, like, juice around them. Yeah, those are good. Oh, man, I think uh, crushing those up oh, yeah. would be good, too. Oh, if you see, and I, I if you see, like, a... Uh, you see a restaurant with those black Luxardo cherries, you know they're legit. You know they're making good cocktails. Okay. Because anyone with those bright red maraschino cherries, I don't want those in my old fashioned. That's not good. Have you been to any places around Columbus that, that are good at mixing drinks or Yeah, I'll tell you, Ocean Club makes great drinks really? over at Easton. Okay. Oh, I love going there. Yeah. Really? I've never been there before. Really, dude. Yeah. Can... Minimum seventy five bucks a head. Yeah. yeah. But the I mean, I'd say the cocktails aren't like ridiculous you know you're paying 12 to 15 bucks yeah, a cocktail yeah it's a little bourbon so it's good to like you could even go and just sit at the bar have some appetizers and have cocktails yeah um jeff ruby's makes great cocktails okay um definitely um and there's a bunch of you know there's a lot there's a couple i've been trying to find like good whiskey bars that'll do i'll tell you actually who makes really good ones is uh lizardville up in westerville makes uh They've lizard got a great, bur- yeah. If you, uh, it's uh, the Winking Lizard. Oh, okay. And they've got Lizardville, which is the bourbon-focused bar. Oh, I didn't know they had anything like that. Oh, and they've got a great <clears throat> bourbon selection. So they do really good jobs, and they've always got. They actually have like water sitting at all the tables, and it's Blanton bottles that have they've filled up with water, and they keep them around. So they they know their stuff there. Yeah, there was one I went to. I was uh, at a wedding, and then afterwards we went out. It's over near. Um, German village and there was a guy there that was a com- uh, he's a competition bartender so like he would travel oh. the country and he would like make weird things but I just remember like so- he did a lot with fire and, and stuff like that but he did a lot of stuff with bourbon that I saw he was doing things there with I'll find out the name of that and, and let you know but I think it'd be fun for us to go out to hey that'd be a, a good time you could tell I was not competition grade bartender I, I can mix the drink but I'm not like we weren't playing Tom Cruise and cocktail here. I so. would have given you like six or seven stars. Not bad. <laughs> Out of how many? Ten. Oh, we're wow. good. Not okay. bad. Okay. Not bad. I'm not familiar with the ten star rating system. Okay. <laughs> it's like gymnastics. Ooh. <laughs> That's good, man. That's smooth. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Well, and the last sip's always great because it's got all the you know muddled sugar, sugar in the bottom. It's like eating the bowl of cereal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So when you um, tell them about the cereal, oh yeah, dude, I've got some great cereal. By the way, do you know what donuts are? The little donuts. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what they are. They I, I don't know that I've ever pronounced them. I don't know how to pronounce that word actually. So donuts, yeah, donuts. I didn't know either. Donut, right. the little donut. Yeah, things that are powdered. Yeah, they have a cereal. Really, it's amazing. <laughs> I've been wanting it for like three weeks, and I was like. And my wife, I said, when you come, when you come home from work today, just pick up a box. She did. She got that and cinnamon uh, pop tart cereal. 
the cinnamon brown sugar pop tart cereal? I don't know. I think uh, if you're going to talk cinnamon cereal, the only cinnamon cereal is CTC, man. I know. I mean, I do like I do like some cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> I do. Have you ever had a cinnamon toast crunch shot? Yeah, a little. Ooh. Yeah, a little. Uh, what is that? What's in that? Uh, it's uh, it's oh, what's the milky? Fret. Not Frangelico. No, it's, it's not a, Frangelico. It's a... Um, Bailey's? No, it's the other one. The uh, the big white... Rum Chata. Rum Chata. Yes. 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 Yeah, so it's, it's Rum Chata, and it's got um, the cinnamon whiskey. Fireball. Fireball. Fireball, which I love Fireball. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, God. I, I, love, I love cinnamon anything in liquor. That's... You know, but that's like... I mean, essentially... Well, that's whiskey. There you go. It is I whiskey. Mean, so you do like whiskey. But that's the cinnamon the covers the whiskey flavor. That's true. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, what do you, I remember in college, like it was cinnamon schnapps. Like, Gold schlager. Oh, Gold no. schlager. Okay, I'm older. It was uh, Aftershock. Yes, oh, that's Aftershock. what I'm talking about. The yes. best was at the end of the bottle when the sugar, uh, like it was all hard candy, like yes. Jolly right. Rancher stuff. And you would suck on it? <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. It was Aftershock and Bad Beer. Aftershock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, see, that was... I just... Uh, a friend of mine was... Re he really liked scotch... Or schnapps. Not scotch. Um, and so he, we had a, he was moving away, and we had a going away party for him. So we said, all right, we're going to do a bring your own schnapps party. <laughs> it was one of the best parties I've ever thrown. So I just got a bunch of mixers. Mm-hmm. And then every because a bottle of schnapps is like twenty bucks. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. So, you know, we invited thirty people to this party, and everybody had to show up with a bottle of schnapps. We had root beer and green apple, and uh, tons of cinnamon, grape, lemon. Like I oh didn't some of these flavors I didn't know existed. <laughs> a lot of peppermint, and you Ew. just started mixing. I'll tell you what, root beer schnapps. You can pour that straight onto ice cream, and you've got a float. It is really good and dangerous, man. The only, like, I, I put schnapps in some mixed drinks and stuff, but I remember when I was younger, I was in high school, my parents went away, and we I invited people over, and we were going to get drunk. Like, that was the plan. <laughs> we were just going to get drunk. And the only thing in the in the cabinet was uh, peach schnapps that my mom had. Another fine schnapps. Oh, one. God. I threw up so much. We drank that whole <laughs> bottle. It was it was uh, peach schnapps, and it was horrible. <laughs> Horrible party. A lot of fuzzy navels. Huh? It was. It was bad. It was bad. It was so bad. Oh. But man, I can't. Like I have some peach schnapps on the on the shelf. And how do you not have diabetes right now? <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It was oh. really bad. Fun though, you know. Like it's it's a memory. Yeah, it, it's a memory. <laughs> it's yeah. a memory. A memory. But I didn't realize there's so many. I didn't either flavors. That was the other thing. Like these people showed up and I'm like, where did you find all this? Yeah. And there was only like one bottle of the root beer schnapps, but it was some of the best. Where do you find that at? I don't know. I just want to have that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I've had that before. Oh, an amazing thing to do with that is uh, fill a glass third of the way with the root beer schnapps, okay. bring it up to halfway with vodka and then put half a can of Barks root beer over it. Oh, and yeah, you just get yourself lit and it just, Tastes like a can of root beer. I wonder how like a, a whipped cream or a vanilla vodka would go in that. I bet that would kind of that make would the probably root beer add float. something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, an alcoholic root beer float sounds amazing. What do they call those? There's a certain name for those, right? Adult. Oh, they're boo boozy. Yeah, milkshakes. boozy. Yeah, uh, they have them down at uh, the. It's next to 16 bit downtown. Have you guys been to 16 bit? Uh, I have. 
That is a lot of fun. It is fun. The only thing I don't like about that place is you get when there's a big group of people that go, like after all after work type thing. It's kind of well. um, Hadley's. Hadley's Hadley's. does. I've never been. I've never been to Hadley's. How about the uh, Whitney House in Worthington? Never been there. They have uh, boozy cereal, so they have like uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds like. I don't know what it is. It sounds brunch. Good. They have like uh, cocoa puffs with um, vodka. Um, no, it's the. <laughs> Does that sound awful? Uh, it's like Bailey's and something else that they mix. It's like super good. I- I'm gonna go back to the diabetes point there. Yeah. Like, that feels like something that would probably kill me. Yeah, they got all kinds of things there, but Whitney House is good. So definitely worth going for lunch. So boozy cereals. Mm-hmm. What booze would you mix with raisin bran? That's the last Rum. cereal that I'd Rum. probably. Rum Ooh. raisin. Brand. Ooh, that uh, would work. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, the only uh, one I remember is the cho- the cocoa puffs with the Baileys. Oh yeah, I mean, what would you mix with Lucky Charms? Frangelico. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Just everything is Frangelica milk. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you can mix it with a lot of stuff. Or Baileys. Yeah, but I bet. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Shredded wheat. Dude, that's horrible. Why would you even do that? Wait, frosted shredded wheat or just shredded wheat? Plain. You could mix anything with that and make it taste better. <laughs> I, I just thought it was, it's Guinness. Yes. Okay. If you get if you could throw a little Bailey's in there too, that would really be. Yeah. yeah. That'd be like a a bomb oh. with more. Yeah, because Guinness already is a full meal and a loaf of bread. I mean, add in some shredded wheat and and a fork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to drink my beers with a fork. I, I hope you needed your fiber because. <laughs> It's like, what, what was that in SNL? A super mega colon blow? <laughs> <laughs> I could use that some days. Man, I, I, I do like Irish car bombs. Oh, yeah. They're one of my, probably one of my favorite, like, if I know I'm going to go out and get fucked up, like I'm doing Irish car bombs. Giddy up. Yes. I think that's like, <clears throat> I... I used to, I mean, Guinness was my go-to beer. Dude, it's a light beer. I didn't realize that. Like, calorie-wise? Oh, low calories and low alcohol. Only 4.5%. Really? So you can drink those all night long. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know that. They well, don't. especially when you're dropping Baileys in them. You know, that doesn't help. But. Oh, God. It's so good. <laughs> so, but it curls. Oh, you got to go quick. Gotta, I mean, you can't not chug an entire, you know, cottage beer. cheese in your mouth. I've made that mistake. It's disgusting. So you oh, had a cement mixer? Cement mixer, yeah. Gross. Uh, <laughs> I love dive bars on Euclid Avenue. I live two and a half blocks from there. Just shit bars. Dirty. I haven't spent a lot of time in Cleveland at all. That's probably for the best. Have you? No. No. I assume it's for the best. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Cleveland. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I love Columbus. I like parts of Cincinnati. Um, I haven't been out in Dayton, though. I have not been out, like... Are there some good places in Dayton to go? This was funny. This is what we were talking about last night when I was out with some folks, and they've recently moved to South Dayton. So I'm from Centerville, and I was like, hey, have you tried this bar? And, you know, they weren't all dive bars, but there's like... I was like, hey, have you been to Bargo's? Which is a chain, but there's a local one that's just really nice. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, I've never been there. Well, I said, what about the Poor House? No, not been there. Have you been to Ollie's? No, haven't been there yet. Have you been to McDigger's, which is the epitome of dive bars in a... It's like at the corner in the downtown heart of Centerville. It's cash only. 
it's the biggest towny thing you've got. And they, <laughs> like their bar song is uh, Bad, Bad Leroy Brown. That's a great song. It is. It's I my mean, bar. Hey, that yeah. is my bar. Cash only. Bad, Bad Leroy Brown comes on there and it's a great play and cheap beer. I mean, it's cheap booze. Yeah. But I was, we started to rattle all these off and he's like, no, I haven't been there yet. And I said, okay, I need to like come back to Dayton on a Saturday night and we're going to do the downtown Centerville bar crawl of dive bars. Yeah. And we kept rattling these off. I talked to, with my Uber driver and he came up with a couple more. I talked with my dad and he's like, my dad starts rattling off these these bars that I think have been closed for like 30 years. <laughs> I've never even heard of them. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, that's like what I want to find in Columbus is I can't find the, the they're s- there. They probably are. But let me, what are the best dive bars in Pickerington? Oh, Jesus. I'm, I, I, okay. So I want to be the first person to tell you I've been to two bars in Pickerington and uh, not a, not a huge fan. Not a huge fan, but um, I haven't really given it a chance either. It reminds me too much of home. I don't know. What about you? I've been to one, and I don't really remember it. Okay. So it was a good bar. Well, uh, I showed up good. (laughs) It went downhill from there. (laughs) But I think that's like, I don't want to find the chain. Like, I don't mind, and I don't mind a Roosters. Don't get me wrong. That has its, Mm -hmm. its place. But to just go someplace where, like, we don't have TVs because you're here to drink like right. that's pretty good because yeah. you i mean i i think i used to spend i think it was that post-college time i spent a lot of uh many a saturday night uh with the bw3s three dollar oh, yeah. long island saturdays <laughs> <laughs> so i like going down on high street sure downtown right you you park your car and you take an uber home <laughs> um but there's all kinds of stuff up and down there like the the oyster bar downtown on yeah. High Street, really, they make really good drinks. Um, and uh, so, as far as dive bars, I don't really know. Like, oh, well, the place that we went to, uh, like for trivia night. Yeah, I would consider that a dive bar. I don't even think it would be. I don't think it is. So what? Let's let's okay. Let's so, get a definition of a dive bar then. All right, you not wanna, classy as fuck. <laughs> all right, you know the strip mall uh, in Pickerington on on Hill Road. <laughs> It has literally three bars in it, yeah. um, and there's only like five shops total. I would think one of those is a dive bar. Have you ever been to any of them? No, but... Guess where we're going tonight? Are we doing a field trip tonight? We're going to do a field trip tonight. <laughs> I'm down. Yes, let's do it. For sure. Because to, I don't remember what they're even called. So like Rick's? Rick's is one. Rick's Tavern. There's another one that's called like... It wasn't Dog Breath. Ugh. Dog Breath. <laughs> No, there, there's, uh, you know what I'm thinking of is it's there was a great was, name for a bar. There was in Dayton, there was a dog breath tavern. That's great. And they recently closed um, and, and relocated, but it was like, they had live music and stuff. It was kind of a pool hall yeah. place. It was right next to my house. It was great. I think they need a place like that in Pickerington. Dude, I'm going out tonight. I, just to let everyone know. Yeah, for sure. You've got those three in Pickerington. Have you been to any of them in Columbus? Like, do you, you know of any dive bars that you've been to in Columbus? So I would, and I don't think it's necessarily classified as dive bar, but some days I feel it is, is the Walrus. So the Walrus downtown. Okay. It, do you not know that I've never bar? been to the Walrus. All right. So, they, I mean, never they have been. a decent bourbon selection. I actually had uh, to, to keep somewhat on our topic, which was the, I had uh, birthday bourbon from Old Forester there, which is a hard one to find. In 2018, they had even less production. 
So they make a, an annual bourbon release from Old Forester called Birthday Bourbon. Okay. And it's different colors, and so you can collect it, and a lot of people like that. But, okay. Um, so they happen to have it, and I think... 23 bucks for a pour um and it was a hefty pour it was good but it's just a it's one of those dark places okay they actually serve food and things and i think it's actually really good from what i've heard Mm -hmm. but i've been there a handful of wandering evenings after like going to 16 bit or around that area and it's it's probably two blocks from there okay i take it back i have been to a dive bar in columbus it was in dublin Dublin up off a hard bar up off a hard road in sawmill and it sits back in the corner. Um, they didn't have food, but you could bring your own food in or order food and they would deliver it there <laughs> and you can eat. And it was like they had maybe four different kinds of beer okay, and just your basic well liquor. They didn't even have like top shelf anything, <laughs> but it was uh, very dark. <laughs> they had great pool tables and darts. I think that's the criteria for a dive bar. They got to have darts. Yeah. I, th- I agree. Yeah. It, maybe it's darts or pool table, to be fair, but... No, it's a true dive bar if it's darts. darts. And and you know what? It's really... You, you know it's a dive bar when it's not even real darts. It's like the electronic plastic. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a real dive... It's a classy dive bar when you're playing darts and they walk up to you and say, I'd like those back, please. <laughs> we have different genres of yeah. dive bars. <laughs> I like it with the extra cherries. I did pour a little cherry juice in there. Yeah, I can tell. That's dark, dude. <laughs> I know. I didn't mean to pour that much in there. So it's still good. So what do you think? Um, I'm gonna pull this up just for. So these are not. So these cherries are good cherries, right? Huh? I discovered on Amazon you can buy a 13 pound can. What? Like industrial can of oh, Luxardo cherries. Sixty bucks. Okay, so you and to be fair, to be you fair, have no idea. To be fair. And by the way, I think you were way off really too yes. much or too little so it's a 5.6 kilogram tin 12 pounds yes 122 dollars holy shit how much is that jar upstairs um that jar it's eh, probably 25 bucks 20 25 bucks Ooh. they last a long time fucking cherries it no it's not that much uh two of 400 gram jars are 36 bucks okay now this is amazon too so you got to realize that yeah, yeah. You know, there's 45. Be, so where do you get them at? So some of the uh, Whole Foods will have them. Some of the other um, like liquor, specialty stores, liquor stores will usually have them if you go to an actual liquor store. Uh-huh. But yeah, like, I don't know why Kroger doesn't stock them. It, I wish they would. It would make my life a lot easier. Yeah. Because every time I go through <laughs> that, that like liquor, here's all your add on ingredients. There's bright red maraschino cherries that are liquor infused and stuff, and that, that's cool. But I don't want those for this drink. <laughs> yeah. So what are what what are different? I mean, obviously, I taste the difference. Well, it's Italian, man. They're really good. They are right. I mean, we were just saying, like, even if you don't like cherries, and I'm not a cherry fan, I hate cherries. What? Oh, I love cherries, man. I can I eat that these. whole freaking jar upstairs. Oh. It's so good. And that's exactly the problem, right? Like, and the thing is, you don't refrigerate them. You just keep them Even in a cool, dark open? place. Yeah, just, no. Hmm. So I just keep them in, the, in my little liquor cabinet and keep them away from the sun. Yeah. They're like vampires. Like I said, man, I'm not a bourbon fan, but that's actually pretty good. Well, it is, you know, 50% cherry juice right now. It's but. not 50% <laughs> cherry juice. <laughs> yeah, maybe 60. John's drink went from being sort of see-through to completely opaque, full of dark, dark, dark red cherry juice. I'm, I'm weaning myself to the point where... <laughs> Okay, I still need the sweetness of 
Yeah. And the sugar, the I, I think I would probably do one more sugar cube. Yeah. Oh, then, really? Yeah. Well, and depending on which one he got, I mean, so one of the sugar cubes is kind of in half. But I think if we make if we make another round with Old Forester, I think one will will fill the glass all the way up with ice after we do the sugar and the bitters. But I think one, you know, at least two, maybe three sugar cubes in the bottom. Is so is Old Forester. What's the difference between Old Forester and Larceny? So different brands. Now the thing to know about Old Forester, there you have a lot of uniqueness um, in their history. And I'm not like a historian or anything. I just happen to take their tour. But Old Forester started before Prohibition, operated during Prohibition under a medical license, and huh. continued to operate after Prohibition was over. They are the only distillery that has continually operated all the way through Prohibition. So they've got that going for them. They're also the only distillery, the only bourbon distillery that operates their own coopery. So they make their own barrels. Most other people buy them from somebody else. Yeah. So if you go and take their tour, they have a distillery in downtown Louisville and, a, and another one outside. But you'll walk in and you'll see guys making barrels. and really? And like they'll char them there. And you watch them and they let somebody, if you're doing the tour, you can hit the button that turns on the flames to char the barrel. And they do everything. Hmm. And so I always kind of regarded Old Forester as like crappy bourbon. And that, that was just, I, but I never really had it. Uh-huh. And they have several different types. The birthday bourbon is very popular. They have a 1920 prohibition style bourbon, which is their recipe they were using then. Mm-hmm. They have a pre-prohibition style. <clears throat> they have the Old Forester Statesman bourbon, which was released for the uh, Kingsman movie. Um, and pe- there was only supposed to be a limited release like for a year. And people liked it so much, they said, keep it. So they have a lot of different flavors, a lot of different alcohol contents that you can kind of taste, but it's all bourbon, all made in Kentucky. Man, I've been to Louisville so many times and I've never even heard of it. And you've never, have you ever done a distillery tour? No. They have the bourbon trail that you can go take and you get a little stamped book. Um, And I think if you mail it in, if you do all of them in a certain time period, they give you a t-shirt maybe or something like that. But they also have the urban bourbon trail, which is just downtown. Okay. And uh, you can do Evan Williams, Old Forester, Angel's Envy is downtown. There's several others that are right there. And they all let you taste. They tell you about their story. They do the whole thing. Old Forester has a, that distillery is in their original location, but it's brand new. Like they just moved back there and built, yeah. that, built it out. It's a very nice place. It sounds like a really cool tour. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to learn that, that they actually were the only ones that lasted through. Oh, that's really cool. Under And I love that it's a medical license. Like, yes, you know, you need to be prescribed this. <laughs> it's okay. So, I mean, so is that, did they go into more detail about the medical license or what it was? Well, and I guess, I think if I recall, it was Forrester, the person whose name, it's actually named after a doctor. And it wasn't the person that was making the bourbon, but they wanted credibility when they were first creating the bourbon. And so they wanted to name it after Doc Forrester. And originally it was the the two R's in his name and they reduced it to the one for some reason. They don't really know why, but that was how they did. They were, they had the foresight to say, this is coming. Bourbon is a medical necessity. This is how we're going to do it. And at the time it was, you know, I'm, I'm sure. So they had the medical license so they could continue. So I just keep trying to get a prescription and nobody will give me one. <laughs> we we kind of touched earlier on uh, your favorite bourbon or whiskey or whatever yeah. and you you said it was the maker's uh, mark maker's mark now is that 
Is there, a, is there a bourbon or a whiskey out there? You're just like, man, I would love to try it. I've never had the opportunity to. So, well, I'm going to, and actually, I'll give you a different answer on the, my favorite. My favorite bourbon is Booker's, which is actually a Jim Beam um, Centauri yeah. brand. Yep, I think I've heard of it before. And it's very spicy. It comes in a wooden box with a glass front on it, and... It's it's very good. The one bourbon that I would try, I don't know that there's one that like I can say, hey, I haven't been able to find it or try it. There's a lot mm-hmm. of ones I like. Old, the other ones I like a lot are like Old Fitzgerald, which is Larceny, um, uh, that distillery. Yeah. And man, Old Fitzgerald, they have a six or a nine and a nine and a twelve year, I think. Okay. And they're very smooth. It's like Larceny, but even better. They come in a nice decanter bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, very fancy. There's a new distillery that's old. Um, that So Colonel E.H. Taylor, that's another bourbon. But he, uh, there used to be called Castle and Key Distillery. And it's, it's a castle, like in the middle of Kentucky. And they have this very fancy, like key-shaped pond where the water is is taken for the bourbon in the middle of this like courtyard and the rick houses it's it's really cool so they've recently started back up and they're going to start releasing here soon i think they're but again it's it's kind of the story we were saying earlier you got to wait a reasonable amount of time to actually make bourbon and it's got to age and so you've just got to have time to do some of these things can you tell the difference between like a four you think you said a four year was the lowest amount so what i've always what i've always heard is like um, so I think you can, and I guess the best examples like in Pappy Van Winkle, 15 is pretty smooth. 12 year and 15 is a pretty smooth bourbon. Yeah. And a lot of people feel like that's the sweet spot for Pappy. Okay. Once it gets into 18, 21, 23, it gets a lot spicier. And that's when you have that bourbon that kind of burns when it goes down the back of your throat. Shit. I think it all burns <laughs> on the back of your throat. Well, well the yeah. good stuff or the cheap stuff burn yeah well i've probably only had shots of the cheap stuff so you don't want to do shots of the the expensive stuff that just hurts even more yeah your wallet (laughs) but yeah i think uh they say that that's what it is i'm sure that's not the case for everything because it depends on how it's aged and what well i know i've had scotch and so there's a couple like i love glenlivet okay and i'll have uh every now probably twice a year um i'll get an 18 year glenlivet Mm -hmm. and i think that's really good i think it's a good sipping just yeah i mean it's it takes me forever to finish what i pour kind of like it is now (laughs) um but i just have to pace myself man i just have to i I just can't take uh i love the flavor in my mouth not so much drinking it does that make sense yeah i don't like like i don't know it burns like for me it kind of there's kind of a burning sensation but i love like just kind of swishing it around in my mouth and like just tasting it for a while yeah i'm with you yeah you should see your doctor for any burning sensations. I'm a child. I went to, uh, I was in San Antonio, and a friend of mine took me to this, like, basement bourbon bar. And it was it was his uh, bachelor party the night before his wedding, actually. And we were, I mean, there was a lot of great bourbons. And so we were just sipping bourbon straight. We weren't doing mixed drinks. We had some gins that were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were trying them. And, like, they had Pappy, I think, 15. And it was 30 bucks a glass um, for two ounces. Mm-hmm. So we, we just kept ordering rounds of some rare bourbons. And they were all about 30 bucks. And the guy would ask me. He was really good. The bartenders were smart, ed- educated, knew what they were talking about when it came to bourbon. 
and they would say, you know, this is how much this one is. Are you you're good? Yep. And we'd order them. So we're just ordering rounds. And I saw they had Booker's Rye. Now, this is another one that's like a hard to find, really delicious bourbon is Booker's Rye. And he never mentioned it to me. And we had been drinking Pappy all night and that was all fine. Well, then I look at the bill. It was 60 bucks a drink oh, for man. Booker's Rye. And it is very hard to find. And uh-huh. I didn't expect it to be that much. But it was so good. Really? And, and that's still one of my favorites that I've had. Booker Rye. So. See, that's the other thing. I think it's kind of intimidating, almost, drinking whiskey yeah. or bourbon or whatever. Because there's so many different kinds. And there's some big-time snobs out there, right? Like, Well, people, I mean, they know their... People know their... And that's the other thing is because it's kind of... It's elitist, almost, when I have a bourbon that you don't have. And, yeah. You know... I think everybody's pretty friendly, but it, it's if you ever look at some of these, like there are groups of people that start trading bourbon, you know, after market, and you look at how they kind of talk to each other, and and you know, if you don't follow the rules, you don't do these things. Like people get very sensitive about it. It's weird. Yeah, I think you know, but the, but you're right. I think the biggest problem is like finding things. When I when I was in Texas for that same trip, they had. Um, Weller uh, bourbon in handles, one and a half liter handles for 30 bucks a piece. We found a store that had a full shelf and we bought everyone they had. And then when we came back, <laughs> they had more and we bought everything else that they had. And we, you know, I had friends that had driven there, so they drove them all back. Wow. Because you can't find them here. Huh. And there it's like the well bourbon. Now that stuff's, it started showing up here in Ohio, but they're going to, what I heard was they're up in the price. In every state but Ohio well, right? and Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, the shells are empty. Right. Like, now, is it because people just like it that much? or? Yeah. Well, when it shows up, like, this is how these things work, right? So the the Ohio, uh, obviously Ohio's, con- all the liquor's owned by the state yeah. and sold by the state. So they know when it's delivered. So typically Buffalo Trace deliveries are like Thursday night. So Friday morning, if you walk into a Kroger at around 8.30, 8.45, there's a line of people waiting to see what's there. And they're there to buy Blanton's. They're there to buy Buffalo Trace. Dude, this, you know, like AA, like AA, <laughs> dude. Like if That's, you're up at 830 in the morning in line to get a, to that bottle of liquor, a like Jesus Pete's. But that's exactly it. And I mean, in it's Weller Special Reserve, Weller Antique, Weller 12. If they can find it, people are there to buy it. And I regret, I, I walked into a Kroger while I was on break and... Sure enough, there was a couple bottles of Weller Special Reserve. There was a several bottles of Weller Antique. And I thought, eh, I don't want to pay 50 bucks a bottle. I'll buy it later. You know, it's probably just going to be there. And I haven't seen it since. Yeah. And I kind of, like, kick myself a little bit for not grabbing a couple bottles just to have. But at the same point, like, my bar's full. I don't have room for any more bottles. And I find myself doing that every now and then. I'll look at a bottle and be like, man, I'd love to taste that. But I don't have a second one, so I don't want to open it. <laughs> And it's like, really? I don't, that's what it's there for. I don't sell my bourbon. So I, I just, it's there to drink. Now yeah. I am careful about some of them where I just, I'll sip it because it's one I want to keep for a long time. Uh-huh. I have a bottle of, so there's Woodford reserve and then there's Woodford double oaked, which okay. is like a double. It's a secondary oaking of the yeah, barrel. Only at the still distillery, you can buy a 375 milliliter bottle of Woodford double, double oaked. Oh, and it's, another oaking process on top of the already double oaking process they sell it for about 50 bucks and yeah. it's very good 
Like Woodford's good, Double Oak's better. This is even better. Really? And so I have a little bottle of that that just sits in my my shelf, but that stuff's tasty. I like that a lot. My but cat you- doesn't drink at all, and um, the one thing he will drink is a seven seven made with Woodford Reserve. <laughs> really? Yeah, he likes it made with Woodford instead of Seagram's. Well, I would probably do. That. I mean, a lot of that's the thing. You get into these purists that, oh, you shouldn't mix that with anything. And I was, dude. There's probably some you probably shouldn't though. There are probably like the some. one that people are reselling for twelve hundred dollars a bottle. Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. You, you don't mix that I'm with drinking anything. Pappy with a couple ice cubes <laughs> and some Seven Up. There you go. <laughs> you might you might get a riot and see yeah, I imagine you would. I mean, there's certain things like that. But then there's some where you most definitely would mix it with something. You almost have to. (laughs) What's that? Evan Williams? Evan Williams is a... Paramount vodka? They have higher-end versions, but yeah, low-end... Well, I mean, Jack Daniels or even Maker's Mark regular, Evan Williams, um, Heaven Hill. So Heaven Hill is is, uh, Old Fitz and Larceny. That's that distillery. It's Heaven Hill Distillery. Um, They have a a lower-end plastic bottle, you know, liter gallon you can get for like 22 bucks okay so that's there or um grand but is it bad i've heard people get the plastic bottles or whatever and there's some really good ones like that aren't too shabby do you want to like should we experiment and go find a plastic bottle of bourbon and see how that tastes (laughs) uh i I like the idea of going out to the dive bars (laughs) yeah i think that's the uh but that's exactly it right i mean it could be cheap bourbon it's all about taste i think and what do you like? I mean, in the end of the day, just know what you like. And But, I mean, last Saturday when I was making all the old fashions at home by myself, um, I made one with Blanton's. I got some hate from a few people that were like, you made an old fashioned with Blanton's? And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it's it has really good notes. Like, there's a lot of vanilla in Blanton's and a little bit of, like, this, this caramel taste that you mix that with the sugar and everything. Like, oh, it was a good old-fashioned. Now, I'd already had five, so I don't really remember how well it was. <laughs> Dude, but. you were posting left and right. I, I looked at my wife and I was like, well, someone's having a good time tonight. Someone's wife isn't home. Someone's wife isn't home. She was home. Oh, really? She was, okay. She was, uh, she was not feeling well, so I was like, well, it's three o'clock. It's supposed to snow. I should probably start making cocktails. And For sure, man. I just kept picking a different bottle of bourbon and making an old-fashioned, and well, here I am. Saturday, Saturdays are for the boys. Huh?